It's time to start previewing draft prospects today. Dyson Daniels of the G League Ignite, after an impressive showing at the NBA Combine, is he in the running to be a top 10 pick? And does he fit the mold of a guy that the Pelicans would like? Let's break it down in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans. Your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with y'all on this Tuesday. Let's dive into some draft prospect talk. And today we're going to be talking about Dyson Daniels, and there's a couple of reasons why, including the fact that David Griffin watched his pro day workout along with Trajan Langdon and I think Swing Cash was there as well. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're free and available five days a week for y'all breaking down everything you want to know about this team. And the draft is coming up. We're going to be looking at prospects here. So subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Tell a friend about the show and leave a five-star review with a comment. Helps keep the show free in five days a week for y'all. Also leave a comment down below. Today's question that I'll put towards you, and I'll pin this one. Would you feel comfortable drafting Dyson Daniels in the top 10? I'm starting to see this guy rise up draft boards. He's rising up my draft board. And look, he fits a lot of what the Pelicans like. So he had a great combine. He came in measuring at six foot seven, which was about an inch taller than what people had expected. And it actually makes him the tallest guard in the draft. He's got a wingspan at just about six foot eleven, and he also had the fastest shuttle time. It's pretty lean, 190 pounds, 5% body fat. They measure that, so I'll throw it in here. That's weird to talk about that number. And he's young, 19 years old, from Australia, but played with the G League Ignite this past year. And I like that G League Ignite experience. We've seen it from a couple of guys who are doing well, including Jonathan Kaminga, who's getting minutes in the conference finals. So when you look at that kind of experience, his age, and that's just those physical talents, right? There's a lot to like there. And when you kind of look at where the league is heading, where the league is heading right now, it's perimeter players with size and skill. And Josh Giddy has the size for sure with the numbers we just went over, but absolutely has the skill too. He reminds you a little bit of fellow Australian Josh Giddy. Giddy was drafted, what, seventh overall? I think I don't have it in front of me. I'm almost certain it was seventh overall. Based off of his passing and vision and court intelligence and his size, he was tall too. These two are very reminiscent of one another, and Giddy started to fly up draft boards, just like I think you're going to start to see Dyson Daniels do. And he's got that basketball intelligence. When you watch him play, he's very calm. He's not playing out of control. He seems to know what's going on out there, and that's why it makes him you know, a point guard, a combo guard maybe to some degree too. He's kind of in between both of those positions, so I guess that makes him more of a combo guard. But he's a very strong facilitator, and he's excellent at orchestrating a pick and roll. When you look at what New Orleans needs, a guy that can just run your garden variety pick and roll and do it incredibly well and pull the strings on that, orchestrate the offense, control and manipulate the defense. I like that. As much as you want more shooting, and that's where the biggest knock on Daniels is, but 
We might not be as worried about that as we once were, and we'll talk about that in the next segment. You know, when you look at a guy who can run the pick and roll, that's certainly something kind of needed, I think, for this New Orleans team. He can make basically any pass, any pass, and none of them are flashy, right? It's not kind of the razzle-dazzle or anything like that. Just a solid guy who puts the ball where it needs to go for his teammates. His, out, his outlet passes are kind of Kevin Love-esque, and those are kind of flashy and really good. But this is a guy who can make some entry passes, can get the ball to big men down low, which, frankly, is something New Orleans has struggled with for a good bit of time. And again, he's young. You have to absolutely love that. And he's defense first. This is a guy that can guard three positions. So when you look at kind of what New Orleans seems to like, particularly based on the last draft, right? And even going back to the Zion draft to a certain degree, right? They like kind of high upside guys to an extent, right? But if you're not going to go with that, they really like just solid NBA guys that do it on the defensive side of the ball. That's what made Trey Murphy such an attractive pick for them alongside the shooting and his length, right? Same for Herb Jones, a guy that they knew was going to be able to come in and defend. Well, Dyson Daniels is going to be able to come in and defend at a high level. He should actually be able to probably start for a couple of teams down in the lottery. Now, the Pelicans aren't in that position. That's a luxury. When you can get a guy who could start right now and you don't need to play him right away, it's not necessarily a bad thing, though that could lead to a problem, which we'll talk about in the third segment of today's show. So he fits kind of the mold of what they want. Size, team-oriented play, IQ, defense. Those check a lot of boxes. One box that he doesn't check, though, shooting. And that was a problem. We'll get into kind of his scoring numbers and the shooting numbers coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by Prize Picks. All right, Pelicans fans, are you looking for a daily fantasy option for the NBA? Then you need to try the award-winning app Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. I love this, and I know you will too. It's super simple to use. You pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. And it's just you versus the projected numbers. You're not going against people who do this for a living, who have a bank of computer monitors and algorithms and spreadsheets, right? You're never going to beat those guys. But when you see the number and you go, I want to go above that or below that, you can absolutely win. And that's what you're doing over at Prize Picks. And entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. And they offer fast withdrawals as well. And you get to use the award-winning app available both on the App Store and Google Play. And Prize Picks offers any prop you can think of. Point scores, rebounds, steals. Whatever it is you might want to get in on. Herb Jones, steals, blocks, always take the over. And it's not just the NBA, right? You can get in on college basketball, college football when those are in season. They got the NFL coming up soon. You'll be able to get in on that. MMA and a whole lot more along with MLB. So for a limited time, Prize Picks is an exclusive no-brainer of an offer for all of our listeners here. You're going to get $50 for free if a player in your first Prize Pick entry scores a single point. But you got to use promo code NBA. That's right. It's an exclusive offer available for Locked On Pelicans listeners. Sign up today. Use promo code NBA $50 for free. If a player in your first prize pick entry scores a single point. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're free and available five days a week, Monday through Friday, breaking down everything you want to know about this team. Subscribe, tell a friend about the show, leave a five-star review with a comment. If you really want to help, just comment on YouTube. Would you take Dyson Daniels in the top 10? Why for yes and for no. Someone even just said comment in the comments yesterday. That counts too, and I love it. I appreciate it. Thank you for taking a moment to do that and support Locked On Pelicans. Again, 
Top show here covering everything you want to know about the team. Now, for your next listen, go check out the Lockdown NBA Big Board podcast. It's draft season. We're talking about it here. But Raphael Barlow is at the Combine covering everything. Dude is awesome. Part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Giving you an in-depth look into the NBA draft, mock drafts, player rankings, and of course, big boards. The Lockdown NBA Big Board podcast. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we are talking about Dyson Daniels of the G League Ignite here, breaking down his fit. This is a guy that I actually really like for New Orleans. When you really start to look and see where the league is going, it is players like Dyson Daniels. So let's talk about his offensive game. Outside, like the scoring, right? Outside of the facilitating, he can do all of that. He is an excellent playmaker. He's an excellent guy to orchestrate the pick and roll. And with that size... Oh, you've got to love that, right? Can see over the defense to make the right kind of passes. But then you get into some of his other numbers and they're not great. 11.3 points per game in the G League uh, Ignite team here. 25.5% from three. And then 73.7% from free throw. Those are not great numbers, right? But when you, I, I think there are, at least the points per game is a little bit explainable, right? He's a, he's a team first guy. He wants to make the correct play rather than going for his. This is a guy that is more than happy to pass the ball rather than score himself. And he's not an elite scorer, but he's definitely good enough. Watching him play with that size, one, you notice he does try and post up guys and has a good enough of a good enough hook shot to be able to shoot it over them and to score down low. Not amazing at it yet. And you see teams and players pull the chair on him and he's expecting contact and it's not there all of a sudden. He's kind of out of sorts. But again, he's 19. That's something that you're going to learn. He just needs reps. He just needs time to be able to do that. You know, he has a floater. He has a pull-up game. So when teams go under on screens in the pick and roll against him. And they do, right? They drop because they're not respecting him as a shooter. He drives and he pulls up and he shoots. And that works. It's effective. He's got a floater. He's got that in-between game. That means he's not a net negative out there when he's running those type of situations. But they are going under on screens for a reason. And that's that 25.5% from three. That number is bad. I say that and you're probably right now like slamming the N key, no, down below in the YouTube comments, right? But here's the thing. At the pro day that he had at the Combine, he was impressive, supposedly. He was really impressive and basically locked up a top 10 spot in the draft based on that performance alone. His shot looked good from what I've seen of it, the videos. It looks good. The form is good. He was drilling things. That sounds like a guy that can only improve in that area. A lot of untapped potential there that he hasn't shown just yet. Six foot seven with playmaking ability like that, if he develops a shot, I don't want to compare him to Luka Doncic just yet or at that level. And he's a good rebounder too, right? But you're not like out of the ballpark there. I don't know if that's the best comp for him, but it's kind of somewhat in that area if he does develop a shot. If he can be 30%, 33% his rookie year early on in his career with room to improve from that in his second, third, fourth, fifth years, that's a guy that you're going to feel really good about. And it looks like he should be able to shoot that. He does not have the makings of a subpar shooter in the NBA. 
So while the numbers in the G League didn't look great, he also wasn't really trying to go get his. That number, 25.5, is only on 51 attempts. That's an incredibly low sample size, right? For all the other tools that he has, and we haven't even really touched on the defense a ton just yet, and we'll talk about that coming up here next. I don't know. At eight, if you really want to go for kind of the upside play, a guy that can run your team and defend at a high level, Dyson Daniels seems like it could be him because I'm far less concerned about a shot after seeing the mechanics, after seeing the motion, after hearing draft experts that I trust rave about it during the combine. So how does he fit with the team? Let's talk about that coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. So today's episode of Locked on Pelicans brought to you by rockauto.com. Look, I work on my cars. I just actually had a, a delivery come in from them today on vacuum hoses to get this car running a little bit better here, right? They have literally everything you need. You probably don't even know what that is. And I ordered it off rockauto.com. So save time and money when using rockauto.com, a family business serving do-it-yourselfers on your cars for over 20 years. So rockauto.com, you can get all the parts your car will ever need over there at Rock rockauto.com where their prices are reliably low for every single customer do not go to a chain store or a car dealership for parts you're wasting your money they're going to overcharge you rockauto.com is not going to do that and they literally everything you could need of order to do radiator new air conditioning condenser i've ordered as i was like tubing things like that i order my headlights from there too anything you could need they have you need new carpet for your ride they can do that as well paint to touch up uh you know spots that don't look so good all of that's available there if you need things like coolant oil you can get it cheaper there too so go explore their easy to use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs go to rockauto.com right now see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need visit rockauto.com. All right. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. You want to help the show out? Leave a comment on the YouTube channel on the on this episode. That's it. Yes or no? Would you draft Dyson Daniels in the top 10? He's rising up my big board and we'll do an, a revised big board at some point next week, I think. But I want to go over some prospects today that I think are or this week and next week too, that I think are really intriguing at eight for the Pelicans. Dyson Daniels, after an incredible pro day, look, he might not be there at eight, which is how fast he's kind of rising up boards right now and looking that good and kind of putting to bed some of the concerns about his shooting, which we just talked about in the last segment. That's a big deal. If the Pelicans get a guy like that, Josh Giddy-esque, with maybe higher upside, better defender, that seems pretty good to me. And again, this guy fits the mold of what New Orleans looked at in the last draft. Size, skill, in defense, and he definitely has the defense. He's an elite, uh, not an elite defender. He's a very good defender. He'll probably be a very good defender, borderlining on elite defender in the NBA. With size like that, he can guard three positions. That's a really big deal. He can guard the backcourt. He can guard on the wing. You know, if he adds a little bit of muscle, he's 195, so a bit thin, but still pretty good. Might be able to kind of guard down low. He certainly has the size to be able to contest shots and kind of get in there. 6'11 wingspan. You gotta love it, right? And I think he would fit on New Orleans, right? One being kind of a team first guy, I think could work really well. You want someone to make life easier for Brandon Ingram, CJ McCollum, Zion Williamson. Get them the ball in the spots they like and kind of pull the strings and manipulate a defense. That can open those guys up more. More shooting certainly can help with it too. But 
being able to kind of move guys, I think, is kind of a big thing. You saw in that playoff series, they really keyed in on Brandon Ingram throwing two at him. Well, what if you have a pick-and-roll maestro running that, finding Brandon Ingram either as the role man or as an outlet after kind of causing havoc because, well, he's got the defense rotating on their back feet because of the way he's orchestrating that pick-and-roll, right? You go under, okay, he's going to be able to pull up and shoot or kick it out to Brandon Ingram, Or if you start to contest him when he starts to rise up, right? He's an excellent passer out of a jump shot. He can find the role, man. If that was Zion Williamson, you know, it's kind of pick your poison to a certain degree. And I like that kind of attitude with him. Pass first guy. Does does this team need a guy that's going to play with Brandon Ingram, Zion, and CJ and need shots? That doesn't seem like it would be a good fit. This is a guy who doesn't need the ball in his hands, doesn't need a shot, and looks like he'll develop into an excellent a spot up three point shooter for those catch and shoot situations. So I think he could fit well here. And then defensively, they need more of that, right? Jose Alvarado did a very good job, not even a very good job, an unbelievably amazing job. There we go. Covering Chris Paul, right? Picking him half court. But at times you saw, or sorry, full court, at times you saw them picking on him in the half court. And guys were just passing right over the top of him, could see right over him to where the ball needed to go because of that lack of size. Same a little bit for, you know, to a lesser degree, right? A worse degree. Devontae Graham, even CJ struggles defending on the perimeter. You have Herb Jones. That's the stopper there. But sometimes you need him on wings. So what do you do, right? This is where Dyson Daniels could come in and help you with that. A second unit of him and Jose sounds kind of fun. (laughs) Being able to create for others or being... That score that you need him to be. Again, he can be a decent enough score. Not a lead at that, but he can get to the rim and he can score. It looks like, yes, he can shoot. And he has a mid-range game, that pull-up off of the pick and roll. Pair him with Jackson Hayes in the second unit. Sounds kind of fun to me to see what those two would be able to do with that kind of size. Being able to kind of beat up on a second unit that way. So defensively, he fits in. Offensively, he fits in and kind of fits the mold of the last draft for New Orleans. Shoot, they even thought that when you looked at a guy like Nikhil Alexander-Walker with really good size, should have been able to guard multiple positions on the end, was skilled with some, you know, again, good size offensively too. Didn't work out. He didn't put it together. But again, you got to take your chance on those kind of guys because this is where the NBA is going. So being able to get a six foot seven guy who's with a six eleven wingspan that is elite at orchestrating an offense and should develop into a good shooter, while also being an excellent defender, sounds exactly like the type of player Pelicans the Pelicans want, and the Pelicans like, and need. So let me know down below on YouTube: Would you draft Dyson Daniels at eight if he was there? Would you take him in the top ten? Do you think he's going to go or even last till eight? I'm curious what you all think here. So that's going to do it for this episode of Locked on Pelicans. Thank you all very much for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Jake on Twitter. Tomorrow, let's talk about Shaden Sharp. Shaden Sharp sounds kind of fun because he's interesting. Did he hurt his stock at the Combine? Potentially, potentially not. We're going to talk about it in tomorrow's episode of Locked on Pelicans. I'll see you all then.